Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Underground. I am your host this week, uh, Tyler Shirky, lead pastor at New Hope. And uh, we are continuing in this series we've been doing called Hope for the Scattered, uh, where we're kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive in the sermons that we're doing each week, uh, going a little bit deeper into the text. And each week we're uh, inviting a, a guest uh, onto the episode to kind of talk through the text. And so uh, today I have once again have a very special guest uh, that I want to invite on, uh, which is a good friend of mine that we have been friends for how long? I mean, almost since I've been... It's Teresa, please, it's please Teresa McCloy. Please don't say since you've been born. <laughs> no, not since I've been She, yeah, initially uh, Teresa had requested... Yeah. <laughs> the, that the, is this what noise I wanted. She, she, <laughs> or maybe. Yeah, whatever sound, just not the thunderous applause, but he gave me those anyway. Well, it always, it always feels weird to like introduce someone and then just on the audio, it's just blank. It's like, it's kind of anticlimactic. So I feel like people deserve a round, because I assume people sure. are, you know, while they're driving their vehicles or whatever, they're clapping. Oh, I'm w- sure. When well, we, we hope not if they're driving, because <laughs> yeah. that would not be good. Yeah. We oh my. Man, we don't need any more wrecks than ha- no. have already been <laughs> no. recently. Our and, local community has been yeah, through enough. We're done. So, we'll, so don't clap. We'll do Hold, 10 and two guys, 10 yeah. and two if you're driving <laughs> all the way um but yeah so Teresa McCoy longtime friend gosh we've been uh we became friends through ministry uh initially do you want to just just uh tell tell the sure. listeners a little bit about it about yourself? I'll give you the two minute and 30 second version no. there you go. um yeah I live lived here for 42 years my husband Dale and I and so been around the community a long time done everything and anything. We won't go through all of those, but have spent Far- a farming family in Altamont farming family. We yeah. live South of Altamont. Yes, we do. And, um, we attend here at new hope Effingham campus. Yes. Um, but I have done a couple of, uh, worked at a couple local churches, Altamont Christian worked at Cornerstone yeah. was there for almost 12 years. And that's when I we think. met, you were there yeah. when we met. That's what I was thinking. I was going through the history and going, okay, where did we cross paths? Actually, I knew Lucas the best for yeah. the longest. Cause Lucas, he actually did grow up in the area. I did, did. I did not. <laughs> but Lucas and I used to meet every Tuesday morning when he started yeah. on staff here at uh, New Hope. And because we both were in the creative arts worship space. And so him and I, Josh Morrison, a couple other guys off that's and on, right. we'd meet together. Yeah. And I think that's probably how I first met you and Lindsay yeah. is just through staff connection. But And, no. par- and partly through Eric as well. Like yeah, Eric Spector. Because he, he, um, he was there as well the same time we you all, were. We all kind of like each other. Yeah, so. we, all, we all began to rub shoulders. And so <laughs> I think knowing him and more like the, because there's a group of like, pastors and ministers who'd get together. And I think I met him through that. And so then met you through some of those connections. Through connection, 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 which is what I'm all about. Actually, I love deep connections. And so when I left uh, the pastor space in 2016, uh, we started attending here. And I also actually went back into kind of the entrepreneurial space and decided that um, still wanted to be connected deeply to the faith work that I do. But I'm doing it now through the lens of coaching and spiritual mm. direction yeah. and building communities, supporting those who do that type of work yeah, absolutely. Um, around the world. So it's pretty, pretty cool to see what God has done. And I also get the deep privilege, let's be honest, of working with your wife, yeah. Lindsay. She serves on our team. So I need to be like super careful. <laughs> 
not not she, to not to make you angry because she is the executive I director just, I just, of one life Mouse. yeah because i just i just assume if i make you angry then you're gonna go back and just take it out on her <laughs> so we have this inside joke as Lindsay took over a part of uh our business and a new tool that we brought on that she's the executive director and i think tyler's kind of been giving her a hard time about well her yeah because like you know because she was the communications director and and then whenever she had told me like you guys were implementing those resources like into your like business and so she had been telling me about that and then whenever she said like i'm actually going to be like teresa you had <laughs> talked to her about like owning that and like you know taking responsibility for like that section of the business and she's like so like it's it's going to be like a job change for me to where i'm going to be the executive director of one life maps <laughs> And I was like, ooh, like executive director. I'm like, you think you're better than me? (laughs) So then it became a thing where like for like a whole week, anytime I was around her, if I'm like in the kitchen, I'm like, excuse me, executive director. She's just like roll. She's rolling her eyes. So she rolls her eyes so hard at everything I do and say. And that's just one more thing. I just gave her more fuel, like extra fuel that week. And so it's kind of, it's kind of petered out since. So one of the things that I think, uh, even as we look at text and look at different things is. Um, this piece of, and you and I said it before we started uh, recording, spiritual formation. Yeah. So most everything that I do in one way, shape, or form um, comes through how are we forming mm. uh, in our lives and and uh, connecting with God in, in deep ways. And I, like you, have been uh, involved in uh, the Transforming Center that you've been yeah. a part of. Yeah. Uh, I took the long path as well. So have you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did a, a couple of different cohorts there. And I think that really formed in me this, how how do we form a rule of life? Yeah. Which in light of the text we're going to talk about today, yeah. I think is pretty cool. Yeah, like, that's awesome. How do we uh, put things into place that we can practice over and over? Um, it, it, it continues and shifts our whole life. But So that's kind of the work I do. And yeah. it's fun and... God is blessing it, and we and, have a great and you time. you do well at what you do. Thank you. I, I appreciate you, I appreciate you being able to focus like in that space and outside you, the walls. You know, I think yeah. sometimes um, even again in light of the text, we we think that you know it only happens inside the church, and if we could just kind of take those blinders off and say, you know, how do I do God's work <laughs> through me in yeah. all places and. And that just really opened up a new space as I stepped out of the church world and staff world and into um, more kind of back to that entrepreneurial side of self, but yet it all belongs. Yeah, no, I agree. And you've you've been a great resource to the church, like th- even through your work, even though much of your work is not centered in the church or is specifically for the church, it definitely is can be to the church. Absolutely, you, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you've been you've been a great resource to our staff. I mean, even uh, just little little tidbit, little tidbit, little tidbit for those listening. Our like senior staff is going on like an overnight retreat coming up in beginning of November. And so Teresa, we've actually asked her to kind of lead the retreat because sometimes retreats can be exhausting when you're like the top leaders. It's exhausting to plan. Yeah, because you have to plan (laughs) and run it and lead it. And it's like it's supposed to be a space where you rest, but you're too busy working to rest. And so like we are like we should find someone like not on our team who can 
that so it'll allow all of us, myself included, to rest. And so yeah, we I'm just super know excited and your experience with that. So anyway, privileged, privileged. Thank, to thankful that you're that. gonna be able to help pour into our team. So anyway, uh, we are jumping into uh, the first chapter of second peter we're trucking our way through this we've series moved we've been doing on. we're we've in second peter now. Mo- moved on to it and man there's some powerful stuff uh in this text formative stuff i'm a uh, similar to you whenever i was at wheaton uh there was which wheaton college is a, like a it's a liberal arts school so you could study biology like my best friend was pre-med like it's not just like a bible college Did you see how he dropped that in my best friend my best pre-med. friend i mean he was my best friend he's not my best friend now he's been in san diego for like 20 years now we rarely talk though i have degrees of best friends i think <laughs> if that makes sense and anyone who is one of my best friends understands that that my friendship tears are weird <laughs> he has weird friendship tears yeah now we all want to know where we rate in we, the friendship there, well there are patreon <laughs> levels depending on whether if you pay seven dollars a month you can, yeah, you, <laughs> can have it, you become you can a have best a friend in my tier. life <laughs> Very, and then for ten dollars a month, it's a be- very best friend of Tyler. No, I'm just so kidding. when you were at Wheaton, yeah. So sorry, yeah. Whenever I was at Wheaton, uh, you could either study biblical and theological studies or Christian formation and ministry. Mm. And the joke there was, people would ask, like, if you were like a minute, like going into ministry, they would say, "Are you the head or the heart?" Oh, oh, we could go so far with that, but we won't. Yeah, which is funny because it's like we talk about those like they're mutually exclusive, but. In sure the enough. formation world, they're not meant to be, mm-hmm. but oftentimes we can treat theology and things like that to where it only addresses the head. And I talk about that, talked about some of that in my message of that. It's not just information. Oh, that, that, yeah. We want to go there because that's what stood out for me. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, but instead it's like a deeply experiential also that all of that knowledge belongs in this text. And anyway, so I tease out a little bit of that, but I'd love to hear your thoughts because this is your, this is your domain. Oh yeah. Whatever. (laughs) So I will read the text for us or how about, it's a bit of a longer text. How about, do you want to read the first 11 verses and then I'll pick up? Well, only if we're going to read from the same version. So I'm on, I'm NIV. Okay. I'll switch over. Okay. You tell me when to read, and you read. You start. Okay. For first 11 verses. Okay, I'm going to go first 11. So here we go. Second Peter. Uh, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promise so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measures, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, 
Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, verse 12. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus ha- Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly desi- devised stories when we uh, told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the, Lord, when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love, with him, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard his voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, hey, I will uh, punt the football to you and oh my. just allow use a you know just a general sports metaphor, which I know a ton about, and uh, just let you just start with any observations, any thing in the text, words, phrases, anything that just kind of sticks out to you? Well, sure. Um, I hadn't looked at this passage in a really long time. And yet, um, there was a time in my life that this chapter in particular actually was really, really meaningful to me. Wow. That's cool. Um, yeah. And it's just you know, a coincidence. I if asked I you to do this. Yeah. Don't let it build your faith. <laughs> don't or let anything. it, don't let it build your faith. <laughs> Tyler's famous saying, um, I, I really wished I would have had the time to kind of go back and I am not a journal or people. So mm. don't, don't, Me neither. don't say I'm super deep. I have this whole thing of Jesus didn't journal. Oh, yet, Whoa. yet hot take w- yet. Let's, let's be honest. He did write a few books. So, <laughs> yeah. So we really can't say that, but I mean, technically he had his friends write the book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. Man, I'm going to so, use that because I'm not a journaler either. I've tried neither, with it. but I feel this big guilt uh, around. I, f- I feel felt oh, thank like you. so much right now because my wife is a, like journals oh, all of her thoughts I know. and feelings. And you live with like the journal it, master. It like annoys me so much. I know. Everyone on my, <laughs> I, I love, everyone I love you, that sweetie. I work with. She doesn't listen poor to Poor Lindsay, podcast. she'll get thrown under the bus so much <laughs> on this. Um, See, okay, here's the truth. She might actually listen to this episode because it's because it, of you. <laughs> Not because of me. Oh, we'll tell her not to listen. <laughs> she has to listen to me enough at home, so I think she has a ton of interest. But I am around a lot of people. So in spiritual formation world, there's a lot of journalers, oh, let's sure, be honest. Yeah. Um, but I did actually journal about this passage. Mm. And I can even remember, I don't know if you ever have that, like you have these defining places where you remember where you were, oh, yeah. what you were doing. So yeah. Long story, but I'll keep it short. On our farm, we have a other house. Yeah. 
Tyler's actually stayed in. I have. It's a little I've, I've retreat retreated, house. I've retreated in that house before. Yeah, we don't know what we call it. Sometimes we call it the office. Sometimes we call it Eric's house because it was our son Eric's house who oh, passed yeah. away in 2017. And so it's just this little 600 square foot house. I remember being in that house, um, reading this passage, mm. reading. Uh, it was at the very beginning of uh leaving ministry 2016 17 uh somewhere in there and eric Splechter and i told you this before we started recording gave me this book and i don't know the title of it and all of that so i'm sorry for all you people who are like what book um, but it was a book about Second Peter. I would say we'll put it in the show notes, but come on, yeah, guys. you can't the, put it in the there, show notes, there, and nobody reads them anyway. There so are no, matter. there are no show notes, and no show notes. <laughs> so anyway, that when you asked me to be on, and you're like, "Hey, this is what we're," gonna, I'm like, "Wow, it's that passage mm. again." So, um, sorry, I just got distracted because I'm looking at my phone and. Your wife's name actually popped up on my phone. So poor Lindsay, she's everywhere on this podcast. Um, so if I'm going to skip, if you don't mind. No, fine. Uh, yeah, there's the little intro. And yeah, how he you. always intros the books, right? And yeah. says, hey, hello, everybody. I'm writing to you again. I skipped it in my message, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> we, um, we all know it's from Peter. Moving yeah. on. Well, and there's debate, right? Yeah, so. that's okay. For second Peter, that's actually true. So yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to say any more about that? Uh, yeah, maybe real. Oh, quick. yeah, this isn't my podcast. Yeah, this sorry, no, no, sorry, I have a podcast, so I'm like asking the Teresa guest. just has a way of taking <laughs> taking control, and and I'll, and I'll follow. I, I love her so much. Is there anything more you would like to say about? Second yeah, actually, Peter? and yeah, because we probably we, I don't think we really got to talk about it in the actual like sermon series. Uh, there is a bit of debate on the authorship of Second Peter. This is like biblical theological scholarship. Um. It's pretty. They're pretty confident in attributing First Peter to him, mm-hmm. um, but Second Peter not so much. And the reason why is because the difference in the style of Greek that uh, in First Peter uh, it's actually like pretty good Greek. Which there's actually some then some question on that. Is of like, there any good Greek? <laughs> Paul's Greek is really good. <laughs> Which is like where he has like an entire chapter is basically one run on sentence. He's so smart. He can make it one giant sentence, which is frustrating for us who there's no punctuation in Greek. Which is not me, by the way. Never took any Greek, didn't anything. I did and just got very confused. I I knew enough to research stuff and that's about it. I don't like correspond in. And I'm also not a theology person. Yeah. So the fact that, did you see how I punted that yeah, question yeah, over you to you, the theology person, to go, so I know enough to know that there's been some yeah. debate on whether this is... Yeah. So here's my thing. It doesn't matter yeah, to me. No, no, me neither. But I will say, just for the scholarly nerds who love yes, stuff like that... there I, are I, nerds that want to know. <laughs> I think I can sum it up real quick. There's discussion about whether Peter wrote both letters because the Greek, like the fluency of the Greek is very different. Like, first Peter's more well-written. Second Peter is pretty crudely written. Where scholars have kind of reconciled it is, I think it might be later in Second Peter, he makes reference to Silas, uh, which was one of his, one of Paul's traveling companions and was clearly with Peter in Rome, talked about being his scribe. And which Silas, it, like Silas was a Greek. And so the idea is that he actually likely, 
he even makes reference, or maybe it's at the end of first Peter. I can't remember. It may be the very, yeah, it may be the very end of first Peter where he makes reference to it. And so I think the way the scholars reconcile it is that, uh, essentially Silas was his scribe in first Peter, which is why, uh, the Greek is so good that Peter didn't actually physically write himself. He, he was dictating. A journaler. A, he had a journaler <laughs> and it always comes around, doesn't it? <laughs> He had people. Yeah, he had. I mean, if you don't do something well, you find someone who can do it exactly. well. And so that's what he did. And so then the theory is that Peter may have actually written Second Peter himself, which is why the Greek is a little more archaic and crude. And Silas is like, why didn't you let me write that? He's like, hey, I heard about, <laughs> I heard that you published a second letter. Why didn't you let me be your ghostwriter on that exactly. one? He's like, well, you just, you took forever. Ghostwriters are the best. That's how I finished my book <laughs> yeah, was with the ghostwriters. Well, there so you go. There's a whole other thing. Anyway, so that's that quick in a nutshell. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. It has been recognized historically through the church as inspired by God. Um, so that's good enough for me. Yeah. So. And it matters. Yeah. So, but it, I knew there was nerds out there that yeah. might care about that. So where I want to go, though, or what... Staying stood, I can't talk, stood out to me several years ago and again, um, is clear down to where he starts the list. Mm, yeah. The list of, it kind of starts in verse three, but that section. So it'd be like sure. three through whatever, Not 11, like, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, his divine power has given us everything we need. Mm. There's a big word, everything. Yeah. Like, and I remember when I was sitting at the little house and reading through this and that just really hitting me because one of the things that I struggle with personally, so here's spiritual formation, yeah, is that I'm not enough. Mm. So, and we all struggle with it in some way, shape or in form. In different forms, but. There are many I call them the crazy tapes we play in our head. Yeah. Many tapes we play in our head. And so his divine power has given us everything. Yeah. If we just put a period there, mm. that would be enough, right? Yeah. And then you keep going, everything we need. Mm. So I, sh you know, do I really need anything else? Yeah. And I remember at this season in my life, I was sitting with... I, I truly believe this is before our son Eric had passed away. And short backstory, our son suffered greatly from addiction for almost uh, six or seven years, took his life very mm. quickly, and we lost him in 2017. And so I think I was with this scripture actually probably the year or so before he passed away. I'd left ministry yeah, um, to come home and help on the farm because Dale needed help and... So I decided, you know, finally after yeah. <laughs> struggling for a long time that, oh, maybe my family should come first. Maybe your hair shouldn't be on fire. Yes, maybe my family should come first and I need to step back. And so then I come into this scripture and I, I yeah, so Splector passed it along and I don't even know why, but... His divine power has given us everything we need mm. for a godly life through our knowledge. And I don't want to go there yet yeah, to the sure. knowledge no. thing because I want to stay in the heart. Yeah. Because um, I was really in spiritual direction. A lot of the work I was doing at TC and different things having to come to 
this place of letting go of saying, uh, or having it said to me by God and by others yeah. that I was allowing in my life that Teresa, if you never do another thing, mm. God will still love you. Mm. You don't ever have to do another thing. Well, from the workaholic tendencies that I have, yeah, I was like, what? That's very contrary to yeah. the broken like the broken tape in your And head. I'm in ministry, right? Full yeah. time at that point, still on staff and breaking away from that and going, no, but I do something every seven days. I turn around a service. I do this. I mm. do that. I, I, I. Yeah. And that he's given me everything I need for a godly life mm. because of what I know of him. So if I change that, so I'm paraphrasing now. Yeah. Uh, and here in verse three, what I know of him, um, by his glory and his goodness. Mm. And that word I remember standing out to me pretty greatly too, that God is good and his goodness <laughs> is enough. Yeah. Because where I can get hung up <laughs> in this whole passage, if I'm not careful, is the knowledge piece. Sure, yeah. And that word knowledge, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of where I landed. And it was like this big aha, you know, and yeah, God never wastes anything. Um, that I had studied this little passage pretty deeply and just these building up on in our formation, right? And that it's, it's not like you stair step it up to me through this whole passage, but it, it um, is circular. Mm. Um, and we can talk about that more if you want. Because I think it's Which stages. I, I think it's yeah. stages of faith. Oh, absolutely. Which that's in, in, the, in my message, I talk about that a little bit of how it's easy to view this passage, naming off all those things, goodness, knowledge, self-control, all those things in a row, makes it sound like tears of spiritual maturity that like you have to master one in the list before you can move on to the next one. But of saying, like, in my own experience, it's just everything I've learned that uh, that spiritual formation really is, like, the, our, our spiritual journey is more cyclical than it is linear. Mm -hmm. Meaning we're experiencing all of these things in one degree to another. I think they complement and do, they're, they're, on, they're almost like bricks in a wall where they're not, it's not just all one straight row that builds up, but it's like they're all a part of forming this bigger thing. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you don't, well, it's interesting, though, because if you look down into verse 5, where this list really, the list yeah. starts, um, make every effort mm. to add to your faith goodness. Okay, I'm okay there, although I had to just believe that in my heart God was good and I didn't need to produce it. Yeah. So for those of you who are producers... Mm. <laughs> It's hard to let go of that. It's hard to let go. Which I even made one of my favorite quotes is, uh, which of course I always quote Dallas Willard, who's big into the spiritual formation yes. world, which I know you which love. We both you love, love every, Dallas Willard. You love so. every time I quote Dallas yeah. Willard is he was very well known for saying. I would give saying, you applause. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have applause for Dallas? Because <laughs> um, he would always talk about in his writings that there is a huge difference between effort and earning. And we and we conflate those in, in at least evangelical Christianity. We think the whole like you can't earn your salvation means you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. 
you're not supposed to act in any way or else you're trying to earn God's love or God's favor or whatever. Peter uses the word effort a lot in this chapter. Like multiple times he uses the word effort that we are called forth we are called to put forth effort, but none of it is earning. Mm-hmm. None of it is earning anything. But we're, we're participating. I mean, it's it's talking about, and this was the ver- this was the this is me making a noticing. I love in verse four where it talks about participating in the divine nature. Mm-hmm. Peter uses different language than Paul wrote most of the New Testament, and he used a lot of the like flesh versus the spirit language. This is similar. Paul Peter just uses different language. That like the Eastern church, like the Greek Orthodox church uses this language of participating in the divine nature. How like we talk about sanctification, becoming holy, the language they use in the Eastern church. I just love other traditions because they say the same things, but in different ways, which Mm -hmm. makes you think differently. Mm -hmm. They use the language deification. That that's the process of becoming holy is, is called deification because as you participate more in the divine nature, you become more like God. And they call it deification. It makes it sound like you're becoming a God. That's not what they're saying. No. But anyway, so anytime I read that participating in the divine nature, I'm like, gosh, we hear a lot about the sinful nature, but it's cool to hear like, no, you are you are participating in God's nature when you follow Jesus. Which participating, and correct me if I'm wrong, because... You don't want to get me started on, because I might take us down a merry path. Please. Um, Participate. Yeah. Partner. Oh, yeah. Sorry. To bring up that thunder. Wait, wait, wait to bring partner into. I know. Well. Yeah. I mean, it is essentially you're you're partnering partnering with his nature. Part of the journey, I believe, in spiritual formation is also in the beginning of our faith, right? We do. We become come a part of the body of Christ at a local congregation at a local level and we partner with them and we say this is the church the church mm. that I'm going to be a part of but as we grow and are formed we realize that we're participating in the church worldwide yeah we're we're growing in a depth i hope you know, through some of these things he's going to list that lets us see bigger. Mm. I grew up in a very narrow Mm. place of, you know, who God was. And he was at Bell Ridge Christian Church. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's where (laughs) God was. And then he kind of expanded out into my church camp. Yeah. And I spent a summer working there. Mm. And then he, he expanded out into, um, Lincoln Christian University, which yeah. in my day it was Lincoln Christian College. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and that was back in my day, 1979. And but what's interesting is I didn't know how to participate mm. after that. Mm, interesting. And I had never thought about this before. So this is new thought. This is me yeah. always hey, raw and I love it when people thoughts. have revelations on and the so podcast. So I'm having a real, I'm having a revelation But when you say participate in the divine nature, so many times we come up against these walls in our stages of faith because we kind of lose ourselves and don't know who we are because it's been a faith that's been a part of a body, even as a young person. And then we go here and we go here and we're like, oh, I'm searching, I'm looking, I'm, you know, I don't know where it went. Um, 
so when I see that participate, it is this partnering, <laughs> um, because look what it says after the comma. Mm. Having escaped the inc- corruption in the world caused by evil desires. If I partner, <laughs> mm. if I participate. Yeah. Because uh, I'm all about community. Yeah. Um, and if I participate with community, I'll have a lot less likelihood mm. of, I don't know about your life, but with me, when I lose that, if I'm not participating with others in the yeah. divine, um, I lose connection. Well, that's even like this. I mean, some you just pointing that out even creates a, almost created this image in my head and helped me like view that text in a little bit differently. Because I think sometimes, and this is just a product of us being thoroughly Western, thoroughly individualistic, is we think when Jesus says, come follow me, or another way, come participate in the divine nature, that type of thing, we almost always think in terms of, I mean, yes, you should, and I always make this clear, we should have a personal relationship with God. Absolutely. God has no grandchildren. There's no secondhand Christians. Like, it is about... But it's so much bigger. Yeah. But it's not, but it's not just individual faith. Nope. that even that idea of like when I participate, when I cooperate with God, and there's lots of theological questions around cooperation with God, God initiating that, and I'm not going to get into it. That's not the point. Um, but of like when I cooperate with God in whatever form we as humans cooperate with God, we probably from our perspective, it seems much bigger than probably from God's perspective, but still he invites us. It's always invitation. He invites us to cooperate with what he's doing in the world in and in, in us, but then also what he's doing in the world around us. We get to cooperate and be a part of it. That that cooperation is, I mean, there's almost twofold. One, I do it with other people mm-hmm. as I'm partnering. We're partnering together, but I'm also partnering with God. Meaning like even as I participate, as I follow Jesus, it's not like, hey, you, follow me, and then he just leaves. It's like God's like, follow me, and I will help you follow me. <laughs> and one of the bigger ways that that we get deeper in that partnership with God is, I think, expanding our view of all the ways that God is partnering with everyone else. Yeah. So for me, one of my first experiences of that, so I have this, you know, journey in my own life of like, I'm looking for that partnership and I'm thinking that it's always just the local church, which that's a part of it. Again, there's that word part, part, partnership, participate. I remember when you you first announced the partnership thing a few weeks ago and I just kind of researched the word partnership. Mm. Because I wanted to see why that word and why that thing. And yet it shows up, the root word. Again, I sound like so smart. You say you're not theological, whatever. Whatever. I did have a mother for an English teacher, so (laughs) I do know the word. So you do know how to talk good. Root word. No, I do not know how to talk good. Believe me. She corrected one of my emails last week. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) It's hilarious. You know, you didn't use the word who's You shouldn't properly. end a sentence with a preposition. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. I'm like, I didn't write it, Mom. It's it's not my fault. <laughs> whom, whom. It sometimes sometimes it it's who, all it's, right? It's sometimes it's who. That's where we went. Anyway, so root word, part, partnership. Um, I remember, gosh, late 30s when we adopted our daughter, 
Annika from Romania. You're talking about when you were in your 30s, not, yes. the, not the 1930s. No, 1930s. Okay. The late 30s, as in my <laughs> late 30s in my life. I'm now 62, so halfway through. Um, and we went to Romania. Mm. And the first time I'd been out of the country, first time I'd done international, and uh, brought her home. Mm. And I remember then going, wow, the world is so much God has such a bigger world out there yeah, that I've never seen. Oh, sure. And then going back when she was uh, a teenager and working in missions in Romania and uh, just, I never forget that it's not just my little relationship with God and my little local church and my little local community, but it's so much bigger. Mm. Um, I would encourage everyone to somehow connect with the larger body that's doing this, these things that are listed next, we're all doing them together. Yeah. Um, we're all on the journey together. Yeah. Um, one of the things too, from TC, the reason I had to participate in it for a long time is <laughs> everything there was new to me. Mm. Everything there. When they said things like spiritual formation, I'm like, was what? That, was what, that, is that? Was that? what is that? What is that? Unlike Tyler, I didn't go to Wheaton and I had not been exposed to but formation and ministry. But you talk about cycles of learning. I mean, yes. I, I learned a lot of that stuff and learned about a lot of those things and read a lot of those books in college. And I did not. But then going into, which TC is referring to the Transforming Center. It's a like a organization that does like retreats and form and like it's a retreat for formation for leaders yeah leaders and like pastors and ministers and things like that where it's like a a community where it's over a two-year period you go there for quarterly retreats and cover certain topics but it's also a time for that leader to be able to come away from their current context to rest and refresh and and just be formed. Yes. And I knew none of that. We've both been a part of. Yes. uh, We've both been a part of that in the past. And I will say one of my greatest joys is that I actually got to introduce Tyler. Yeah. To which Teresa, it's her fault that. Yeah. It's his fault (laughs) or my fault that he's there. But that depth of learning that when I go through this list, um, of things that are coming up in this passage, one of my false beliefs uh, about my own faith mm. was that I would never know enough. Mm. And so that headspace of, you know, you remember the the message I tell myself if I'm not careful is you're not enough. Yeah. And again, and that, what I want... I guess what I'm thinking here is connect the dots in your story because if you're listening and as you go through this list, there'll be places that you get hung up. And for me, that word knowledge hangs me up every time. Yeah. Because my mother was a teacher. Mm. Um, So you have to go back and go, why do I get hung up there? Maybe you get hung up on, you know, everybody's different. Some people would get hung up on goodness some people would get hung up on self-control the word effort is what hung me up for a long time so it's depending on your story yeah so i would invite you to say why does effort hang you up right so i had because i'm afraid i don't have what it takes to bring that effort Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah sorry drop i just let you peek into my soul a little bit drop (laughs) that i uh, that's my 
deep. You want to say that again? That I often question whether I have like the ability to bring the effort that's necessary to do the things it's talking about. Ability there. or energy? Energy. <laughs> Don't go there, Teresa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so I just say that because when you look through this list, you can go, well, I don't have self-control. I don't have knowledge. I don't have, so I want to tell myself I don't have knowledge. I do not have a four-year degree. Mm. I only have a two-year degree. Yeah. You hear how I say, I only have. Only have. It, it's in computer programming of all the crazy nerdy oh, things. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just because, didn't know that. Yeah. It's the degree's not funny. From Lakeland College. The fact, College that, the fact that you had that, I didn't know. Which I am a techie nerd. I mean, that yeah, still I guess follows that makes sense. me to this day. I that love tech, tech stuff. So, uh, and I ended up using that a lot, even in ministry. God doesn't waste anything. But the story I tell myself is I don't, I don't know. Because education was valued by my mother, and I didn't pursue that. Hmm. So, so when I get to that knowledge piece, I also, like, I was nervous to come on the podcast hmm. with the pastor yeah. <laughs> and talk scripture, right? Because I kind of go off in some quirky ways sometimes with what yeah. I see in a passage. I really like the message version because it's like, oh, that's how I would say it. That's yeah, how sure. I would do it. Um, I know it's not as theologically sound because it's an interpretation, but it always speaks to me. But but here's a scholarly comment on that. Every translation's an interpretation. Absolutely. It took me a long time to go, <laughs> oh, but there's the approved ones. And yeah. not approved. No. My next one is ESV. I really like yeah, ESV. Sure. Um, Which was written in, uh, was, uh, in Crossway Publishing up Wheaton College. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cha-ching, new applause for Wheaton. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. But when you look through this, right, five through uh, all the way down to eight, Mm. because eight says, if you possess, for if you possess these qualities, in increasing measure, they will keep you from, here's some of my favorite words, being ineffective and unproductive. Mm. Now, again, we could get really hung up on those because I am all about, in the way I'm shaped and formed, how effective we can be and how productive we can be. So if I'm not careful, I can look at this whole passage and go, all I got to do is do all these things. Be be more effective and and be more. do more. Yeah, be more productive. Yeah. My false self is saying, you know, do more, do more, do more. Yeah. That's how you'll be loved by God. Oh, yeah. So Ooh. I think there's just this whole circle here in this passage. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Um, yeah, I think the way I read that for so long is I put the emphasis on the qualities. If you possess these qualities, and I'm like, when I read through that, I'm like, gosh, there's some times where these things aren't that present in my life. But like what I feel like the Lord showed me was the section right after it. If you the if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, increasing. meaning like if you see progress, not perfection. Yes. If you see progress in your life, you will not be ineffective or unproductive in your faith. Yes, and so progress is what does it, not the I've attained, I've got there, I've met the mark, whatever. Um, I wished I could remember when you were talking about Dallas Willard earlier this poem that I use all the time that has the line of the fact that I think I am following you 
Oh, uh, Thomas Merton. Thank you. Thomas You're Merton's the one who showed famous me. <laughs> poem. And then I always go to quote it. Um, it. Does not mean I'm actually following you, but the the line that says, but the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. Yeah. That line just, yeah, it gives me goosebumps every time I say it. Yeah. Because it's not about, it's the desire, the increasing desire yeah. for these things that are listed in this passage it's not the arrival. It's mm. not the, you know, church membership for, you know, 50 year pin or whatever. It's the increasing stages of faith because just when I think I've got, got it, yeah, you know, I drop back and I need to start all over again. Yeah. Um, which is why I so much value something called a rule of life is mm. because that rule, that idea, God, how do you want me to live my life? What do you, you know, what, what rhythms do you want me to have in my life? What, what's forming me right now? Um, so that when I hit the wall, cause I'll hit it again and again, hmm. <laughs> right? I don't yeah. go back and start all over and say, well, it's the church's fault. It's this yeah. person's fault. It's just, I don't go into the blame thing. I just go, okay okay, God, these are the things that are forming me. Yeah. <laughs> these are the rhythms and routines I hold on to. Um, well, it's funny because even using the, language, using the language of the rule of life, I think is powerful because, I don't know, most people would hear the phrase rule of life. <laughs> and if they're not familiar with it, it sounds like set of rules, yeah. things that, you know, set a, a list of do's and don'ts that you're supposed to do or don't. Um, or you're not good enough, or you'll get kicked out, or or whatever. But I remember doing some research on the actual phrase "rule of life," like the word that we translate as "rule." Like I don't remember what the Latin is, but it basically refers to a trellis. In John a, Mark Comer's yeah, video is the best in a in a in a vineyard. Mm-hmm. That the purpose of it is to give it space off the ground to grow, mm-hmm. and so you even think about the. Uh, in increasing measure. It's like as long as, I mean, you even think about, go, I mean, going with all the fruit tree metaphors and information that Jesus used constantly, were used all the time in Israel with the prophets, but then even Jesus himself of talking about, you know, certain fruits are going to get dinged up or get a worm in them or whatever. Like that's actually not ultimately the concern with a fruit tree is that one one particular fruit or not is going to get bruised or broken or get eaten through it's when the tree begins to cease growing fruit. That's when the problem is. That's when the tree gets cut down, when it stops producing fruit at all. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you see a couple, a few bad oranges or bad apples on a tree, that's just, that's that one fruit. Like that can be dealt with. And there's way, those are solvable problems. The unsolvable problem is when it stops growing at all. So I wonder, and I don't know, those Greek scholars out there might, but what is the word they will keep you from being? Cause let's put this in uh vine terminology, right? Yeah. Unproductive. Mm. I wonder about ineffective and unproductive and um, what those words really were. Cause those are <laughs> to me, Western words. Yeah. Ineffective. Wonder what the original word was there. I don't have my Greek New Testament in front of me. I probably <sighs> I probably could look it up. You'd think I would have it memorized. 
No, I just wonder <laughs> though, because when I go to unproductive, being a farm girl, my dad was a farmer, married yeah. to a farmer. Production is, you know, when you think about vineyards and all of that. Um, in my world, we use uh, this in my community. We talk about what do you need to prune? Mm. What do you need to tend? Mm. What do you need to plant? Oh, wow. Those are good questions. And so that's part of what we do in reviewing. Because a rule of life is not... So again, I mentioned John Mark Comer has a great YouTube video on rule of life. And rula, I think, is the word, which is the vine being attached. And so, you know, that idea of if I, on a regular basis, regular and ruler it's regular i think it all goes together yeah root word again here we go yeah um i do really like words Mm. like researching words so when you look at all of that and if i on a regular basis can ask myself god what do you have right now Mm. that i need to tend in my life maybe it's one of these things in this passage we just read like wow i need to really work on self-control or I need to really work on, you know, knowledge, understanding, all of that, goodness, whatever it is that he mentions here. What do I need to tend to? God, what do you have for me to plant that might be new that you're opening me up to? And yeah, what do you have for me to just prune away? Yeah. This morning, I made a prune. I actually have am in what I call a, a reset right now. I'm coming into the last three months of the year. And I actually told a community this morning that I've met with on a regular basis that I was stepping away because mm. it just felt like I needed space Yeah. to actually, so I looked at this passage and you invited me to it, like to go, hmm, what would feel good right now? Yeah. And good right now would be, just sitting with God and what's good. Yeah, for <laughs> what sure. What goodness he has for me. And goodness for me right now is rest and some open space. And so, yeah, just these things I think are part of our growing. <laughs> and that's what stood out to me in this beginning yeah. 11 verses. So, yeah, I mean, even look looking at, looking at this kind of section, which I think we just, we needed to camp in this section. Like that was, we camped. that's what we needed to do. I mean, it does speak to a bit of paying attention to the rule of life in general, which, by the way, in case you're not super familiar with that term, rule of life is just referring to a pattern of living, of practices you have in your life to live in a way and become the type of person that you want to be, but more specifically, Jesus wants you to be. We all have a rule of life. Yeah, everybody has a rule of life. You've just never called it that. You just say, ah, this is what I say yes to. This is what I say no to. This one. So it is something to consider, like, have I ever even thought about? So many people's rule rule, rule of life is unintentional. Mm-hmm. It's just you're living how you're living. But part of the spiritual life is paying attention to how my life and practices are forming me and are they forming me into the type of person I actually want to be? If not, then you have to rethink your rule of life, the way that you're living. What trellis am I hanging on? Is it, is it allowing me to grow into the person I want to be growing my vine on the right trellis? And so you said forming me into, have I hitched my trailer up to the wrong wagon? (laughs) I think the deeper is who God wants me to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. So once I've made that, Oh, I'm going to be a follower. And that's, 
if we go back to this passage, I mean, these are early Christians still. Yeah. I mean, and Peter is passionate. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I like, yeah, Peter is my guy. Like, I would be Peter if I was a biblical. Sure. You know, I'd be the one going, oh, yeah, I'm never going to deny you. Oh, but. But. Oh, wait, no, this happened? See ya. (laughs) Let me, you know, because, yeah, it's image, it's all those things. So, but yet he's so passionate about, no, you need to know, you know, when you get towards the end of this, like, I'm going to do this till I die. I'm going to tell you this till I die. And this is after decades of becoming. Yeah. I mean, this is, he was likely in his, I mean, this was in the 60s AD, so he may have been... Maybe in his 60s, something like that, 50s, 60s, something like that. That would be me. Yeah. So, <laughs> and there is a second half but you've of had life, a life that comes. You've had a life of becoming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you see here, now there's a looking backward and a leaving of a legacy. I was going to say that too. If we got there at the end of this passage, that so resonates with me. Yeah. Of the, because I am what I would call a second half of lifer at this sure. point. Um, and so as you come into that, there is a part there at the end where he's saying, like, I am not giving up telling you these things yeah. in this first 11 verses. Like, I will do this as long as I can to leave a legacy. Um, so there's a whole thing we could explore yeah. there just about the idea of people coming to a season in life where, oh, I'm retiring. I'm doing I'm like, oh. There's opportunity there. You are just now at the place where all these people in the first half of life need you. Mm. And that's what I think Peter is doing in this. He defines what he's going to tell them. Yeah. (laughs) And then he says, because of my relationship with Christ, because of the depth of it, because of me witnessing and being there and seeing it, I will not stop Mm. (laughs) saying what needs to be said. And I will not stop pouring into, I feel like I, Dell and I've had this conversation, my husband and I, um, many people our age, Dale just turned 65, calling him out last week, two weeks ago, <laughs> um, come to a place where they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to retire. We're thinking about, you know, what we're going to do, where we're going to live. Now I am thinking about some of those things. But I feel like life is just getting started Mm. because I just now have some confidence. You're not, you're finally, you're in the later stages of becoming who you're supposed to be. Yes. And why did we quit then? (laughs) Why did we quit? Now you can, now you can really accomplish some things. Oh, (laughs) I served in the kids part at one point. You know, I did that when my kids were little. Gosh, think what you have to offer now. Yeah. I did missions when, you know, back in the, think what you have to, like, to me, um, people say it's empty nest. My phrase is it's open nest. Like, the nest is open. Like, what is there to do? Can we have open hands? Which is kind of what I think Peter is saying here. Like, I am going to keep saying this and keep saying this because I want those coming up behind me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's so good. That's my weirdness of this whole passage. Well, hey, I need to have you on another time and we can maybe talk more in depth about a rule of life. 
Yeah, we opened up a can of worms and, there. Sorry, and, and how to pay attention to that because there's there's some deep waters there, but they're they're good waters because everyone does have mm-hmm. a rule of life, whether they realize it or not. It'd be cool to be able to talk about intentional ways you can lean into that. So it would. Teresa, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you we, for letting me ramble. <laughs> oh, it was great. I love it. It was so good. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Teresa, for thank you uh, coming on. So we will see you guys next time. New Hope Underground. <laughs>